Hi everyone. This week I'm going to talk about the choice factory, 25 behavioral biases that influence why we buy by Richard Shorten. Richard is a founder of a consultancy that applies behavioral science to marketing. He is interested in how findings from behavioral science can be applied to advertising and this book is just about that. The Choice Factory is one of those rare books that's written as a practical guide on how brands can leverage behavioral sciences. The book is backed by lots of research and real-world examples from across the industries. This should be a mandatory reading for every marketer. As a marketing professional, before you can influence decisions, you need to understand what drives them. Author dissects 25 behavioral biases that influence all of us. The author argues that the reason why behavioral science findings are sometimes ignored is because the marketers often ask consumers directly about their motivations. It seems like a logical approach. However, it's based on the premise that what consumers say and what they do are aligned. Unfortunately, as we go through the book, we see that's often not the case. I'm going to talk about few biases that stood out for me. First one is the power of social proof. That is one becoming interested in an event because others are. Tapping into the social proof doesn't even require facts. Your task is to create the illusion of popularity. The book gives a very pertinent example here. In 2001 when Apple launched the iPod, the competitors all had bland black earphones. When the MP3 player was tucked in a listener's pocket, passers-by had no idea which make was being listened to. Their success was invisible. In contrast, iPod owners were easily identifiable with their striking white headphones. Their distinctiveness made Apple look like market leader long before it was, which made the brand much more desirable. Another interesting bias that stood out for me was the bias of habit. How to disrupt behavior when most of it is unthinkingly habitual? This poses a problem for brands. How do you persuade people to buy your brand if most of the time they are on autopilot, thoughtlessly buying the same product as the last time? As habits are hard to break, brands should identify the rare moments when the grip becomes loosened, such as when consumers undergo life events. Psychologists from New York University and UCLA respectively have identified a surprising moment when people are most likely to reappraise their lives when their age ends in 9. They termed this group nine enders and a survey found that nine enders were more likely to question the meaningfulness of their lives. I am 39 and I totally relate to this. There is also bias on pain of payment. how your price can be made to feel less painful research proves that when consumers pay with cash the cost of good is far more salient paying by card or any other cashless means masks the sensation i am sure we can see this effect happening in india with widespread adoption of upi and other payment apps in fact any means by which you can distance a consumer from the tangibility of money will reduce the price sensitivity it's one of the reasons why casinos use chips rather than cash the little plastic discs don't feel like money so gamblers become a bit more frivolous with them talking about the bias of mood when we are in good mood 
it signifies an absence of danger therefore mitigates against the need to think critically we are therefore far more likely to absorb ad messages when we are happy since people recall ads better when they are in good mood brands should target these moments talking about the bias of price relativity the book rightly points out that the products are hot or cold long or short cheap or expensive not in absolute terms but in comparison with other items this relative approach even determines how we see objects brands should not accept that their natural comparison set is fixed consider the example of nespresso they sell in distinctive pots which provide the right amount of coffee for a cup because they're sold in that unit we compare their price to other cafes selling by the cup when compared to a cafe charge Nespresso pods feel like a bargain. But stop for a second and remember back to when they launched. If Nespresso had sold their coffee in standard packaging, the natural comparison set would have been other brands of roast and ground coffee and suddenly the pods would have felt extremely expensive. Moving on, let's talk about the bias of expectancy theory. Wherein consumers believe that products involve a trade-off. For example, They believe that improved eco-friendliness entails corresponding loss in cleaning efficacy. This is a concern for any brand interested in a green variant. If brands in this category are going to successfully sell green variants, they'll need to counteract these negative associations or spend heavily to bolster their cleaning credentials. There is a broader application beyond green goods. You need to investigate the set of expectations associated with your positioning. sugar free low alcohol eco friendly these areas might be wholly positive in your mind but what do customers think once an idea has taken hold it's remarkably hard to shift that's due to confirmation bias the experiments prove that it's hard to overturn negative opinions rejectors of your brand are difficult to convince because they interpret your messages through a lens of negativity So it might be useful for marketers to apply a threefold categorization of their own those likely to buy regardless of communications those unlikely to buy regardless of communications and for those whom communications might make a difference marketing efforts should ruthlessly focus on the final category the book advocates this sounds blindingly obvious but many brands don't think that way the author says and i tend to agree with him talking about the overconfidence bias since most people believe they're above average a brand that communicates typical behavior could encourage people to surpass the benchmark take charitable donations as an example most people believe they're generous than their peers so if charities communicated the average donation level to potential donors it would encourage them to exceed that amount unless donors gave a higher amount how could they continue to think of themselves as so generous As you can see, I thoroughly enjoyed reading this book. I haven't seen any other book that applies the science of behavioral economics to the field of marketing in such an insightful and commonsensical manner. If you haven't read this yet, I insist you order your copy right away. If you like this episode, then please subscribe to my podcast for more recommendations and interesting conversations with startup founders and brand builders. Happy reading to you.